making room. He gets to the 50. He gets to midfield. He gets to the 40. What an athletic display by Trey Ford. He's magic. He is the magic man of the Canadian Football League right now. He's got a line to the net. He'll come in. The shot scores! Edmonton's home for great stories, local heroes, and everything you need on the Oilers and Elks. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Three minutes into the third period, the Flames trail the Rangers 1-0, Devils up 3-0 on Seattle. That's about five and a half minutes into the third. Second intermission in Philly, Coyotes 3, Flyers 2, later Minnesota at Vegas. Meanwhile, the Raptors not doing well tonight. They trail the Spurs 81-59 halfway through the third quarter. In the shotgun, Mahomes. Four-man front. Receiver motion. Low snap. He runs and he throws. Caught. Touchdown. It's caught. Hardman caught the ball. The Chiefs have won. The Chiefs have won. That is Kevin Harlan on Westwood One Radio. The Chiefs winning the overtime thriller against the San Francisco 49ers to win the Super Bowl yet again. To further discuss, Double E alum, one of my all-time favorites to have on this show, it is Jed Roberts checking in. Jed, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm still uh, just vibrating from that game yesterday. Man, what a game that was. That was awesome. Well, I already saw on Twitter that all you want to talk about is the special teams, though. <laughs> well, you, you look at the, the score of the game, it was uh, you know 47 points between the two of them. I heard uh, Vegas uh, made a killing on the as everybody was was betting the over or the yeah you know and, and they were under all day. But uh, you got to consider that 23 of those points were kicking. You know, so, you know, one of the kickers had 13, one of them had 10 points. So those guys were the MVPs, you know, when you do, when I talk about Mahomes and, and um, Christian McCaffrey, but when you get guys kicking 57 yard field goals, I mean, you had Jake Moody, he set the NFL record for Super Bowl field goal yeah, all time. For about half you know, an hour. Like 10 minutes. Yeah, for like 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> He's been dreaming of doing this all his life. And 10 minutes, you know, later, the guy across from him there, uh, uh, Butker just kicked a 57-yarder. So, I mean, it was incredible. And then that PAT gets blocked, and that ends up being, you know, points-wise, the difference in the game. You know, like, uh, you just can't – you know, there wasn't a big return in the game because that's uh, – you know, both guys, the punters were averaging 50 yards a punt. So, uh, I mean, when you uh, – it was like, as far as special teams goes, if you're a purist, that had a little bit of everything. You had down punts inside the five-yard line. You had – Kickers uh, just put sailing it out of the end zone on kickoff. You had coverage, uh, you know, you had some really big hits on punt cover, uh, the ones that they did try to return for turn. Uh, I just really, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was great. You know, um, there's a lot of movement to take kickoffs out of the game and, you know, people knock field goals. But, you know, that game was unbelievable from a special team's perspective. Okay. And I want, in all joking aside, though, I do want to ask you about a couple plays. Now, I know the, the NFL and the CFL rules are a little different with no yards and stuff, but sometimes you still see it happen in the CFL where a punt will be dropping in front of the returner and it'll go off a blocker and then it's a live ball. They, they were talking on the on the TV broadcast or maybe I saw it on TSN after the game that so McLeod, the Niners returner, 
was he yelling? Like, should he be, or or did like the, the did the Niners guys have to just get out of the way in that situation? Did the guy? I guess what I'm saying is the guy whose foot was hit by the ball. Did he make an error just not vacating the area? Well, you got to be aware of where the ball is, right? And uh, I don't really think there was anything they could have done in that scenario because even if Deep Bear catches it, if that ball hits his teammate, which it did, it's a it's a live ball, you know. So uh, when I watched that play, I didn't notice that it had hit his teammate in the heel. Mm-hmm. So I was screaming at the TV. I'm like, "What are you doing, man? Don't feel that." You know what I mean? And uh, my kids were like, "What are you talking about, Dad?" And I'm like, "I'm trying to explain it to him." And then the replay comes on, and I see that it hit his teammate in the heel. Uh, but, yeah, that's definitely a situation where if you had that no yard, you know, then they probably would have – it would have been a completely different scenario. But, um, man, what a tough break for uh, – what a tough break for San Francisco, right? Like, I mean, they played really well. They were doing a lot of good things in the first half. And then in the second half, as we've seen all through the playoffs, you know, the, the Chiefs were road warriors. They went and took it in Buffalo, and then they took it in Baltimore. And, you know, you just had a sense that at halftime there was going to be some adjustments made, and you really saw that. It was reflected in the way they played in the second half. Okay. The other special teams, and this was really, really big, the extra point was blocked. You referenced it. So that changed the differential, and it meant that Kansas City just needed a field goal to tie in the fourth quarter instead of trying to win it with a touchdown. It is... I mean, we see kickers got big legs. So, but how much of kicking is not just the length of the kick, but the angle? And was there anything else on that play that might have meant that it came out a little lower? Well, I don't, I can't really speak to that, but I will say that I saw that the left side of the uh, line caved in. Like, it looked like they got a real good push. You know, Um, the Chiefs came in and just completely collapsed that left side of the line. And anytime you get penetration like that, you don't have to be, you know, if you've got a guy that's pretty athletic and get his hands up, which he, he clearly did, he timed it perfectly. Because if you get a uh, two yards of penetration, you get your hand up and you're a 6'4", 6'5", you're going to block that thing. And that's exactly what happened. Okay. So that was a big play. This is this is a fun one to discuss because I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer, but there are different philosophies. Playoff overtime in the NFL. So each team's going to get the ball. A a, a touchdown by the first team doesn't end it like in the regular season. So Jed Roberts is coaching the team that wins the coin toss in overtime of a Super Bowl. What is he telling his captain to do? I want the ball. Yeah. Like, you know, a lot of people argue, well, you want to see what the other team does first. Now I want to, like, I feel confident in my offense. I want to let them go down the field and score, you know. Um, it's easy to second guess after the fact, but you know, and I was shocked after the game by how many people didn't know the new rules. Like there were guys coming out and saying, Oh, I didn't realize we weren't getting the ball back. You know, it's a couple of 40 uh, chiefs players said that, but I thought there was another series. No, buddy, the game's over. You scored a touchdown. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was surprised to read that as as well, though, again, it, it do, they do have different rules in the regular season and in playoffs, including even the length of the overtime. But anyway, player, it's, it's up to the coaches and the players to be prepared. So I, I, I'm with you that I, I would still want the ball because if each team matches, then you get the third possession and then it is sudden death and you have the ball. But having said that, it's the Niners have third and four from the nine-yard line in overtime. They have one of the best players in the league, 
Christian McCaffrey. The, I thought the Niners had been doing a good job on the line of scrimmage. They threw a pass. It was blitzed. Purdy couldn't complete it. Would have that been four-down territory for you or another run to McCaffrey to see what he would have done? What did you think? Well, I don't know. But you know what? I, I What I will comment on that is, is that uh, the Chiefs got penetration on that play, you know, because they had that receiver open on the out over by the sideline there. He was he was clean. Like, he ran a great route. And the fact that the interior line on uh, San Francisco gave up that penetration and then it caused Purdy to panic and he couldn't get the throw off that he wanted to. That, that's the game right there. You know, so I, I think you take the points in that situation. You know, if you, if you gamble and then you turn it over, you know, that's, momentum's a tricky thing. We saw that last week in the playoffs, right, with Baltimore. Um, you know, I, I I don't know. I mean, there's people that make a lot more money than I do making those, those decisions, and <laughs> I would have I would have probably taken the points. I'm a I'm a little bit of a wimp when it comes to that sort of thing. I'm not a riverboat gambler. I'll just take the points and then let my defense. Uh, you know, hopefully we can we can keep them to three and then live to fight another day. Yeah. So. Well, I don't think you're a wimp. I think that's just the fun thing about <laughs> football, right? There's different philosophies, and then with ever, I mean, we we talk a lot about coaching decisions, but sometimes just go out there and execute the plays, uh, and then that coach looks a little smarter in the end. Jed Roberts joining us tonight on Inside Sports. What did you think of the Travis Kelsey uh, bump on Andy Reid and yelling at him? Reid kind of brushed it off and said, "Oh, it's happened before. He just wants to score touchdowns." Oh, I don't know. I mean, people are diagnosing as a di- as a domestic abuser now, just based on that little exchange oh, on the sideline. You know, I I don't know. I mean, people, uh, it's you got all the access in the world now. You see every little thing on the sideline, and I'll tell you, back when I played, uh, you know, people saw what 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 happened back then. I mean, <laughs> I remember one time uh, I was trying to figure out whether I was supposed to go out on the field or not, and uh, because I'm hearing impaired, and I, I have to pay attention, right? So. I start to run out, and Don Matthews grabs my arm, and I pulled my arm out, and I ripped it away from him, and him and I, like, stood nose to nose for, like, maybe five seconds. And then after the fact, I said, oh, boy, I probably shouldn't have done that, you know? And then <laughs> the next day, Matthews comes up to me, and he goes, listen, I'm too old for this, and I know you don't want to lose your job, so let's not let that happen again. And I explained to him, well, I can't hear, so he goes, yeah, I get that, but if I pull you off the field, you need to listen to what I'm saying. I said, yes, sir, no, sir, I'll... Uh, you know, I'll do extra laps or whatever. He says, no, just, just pay attention next time. I said, okay. <laughs> so, you know, it's the game of emotions, and people do strange things under pressure, and, uh, you know, Kelsey's not exempt from it. All right. I, I just – the thing that I'm going to take from that game is – the greatness of Mahomes in overtime. A couple of important runs, stayed calm under pressure. You know, he was challenged all game. He was hit a lot, maybe more than he has been in a lot of games this season. Look, we already know Mahomes is a great quarterback, but to me, Jed, just getting that third Super Bowl and the way he did it. I mean, he hasn't had any blowouts in a Super Bowl. They've had to come behind in all three that he's won. Uh, I just wondered how you took in Mahomes' performance and what this means for him, big picture, his place in the game. Well, I think he cemented himself as one of the greats, like last night. Like, he just made that statement. And you're exactly right. They could easily be 0-3 in those those Super Bowls if a couple breaks go one way or the other. Uh, If you look at the statistics in the second half, you know, a couple of things jump out aside from the kicking game is that Kelsey had uh, nine catches for 90-whatever yards, and then uh, he was held to one in the first half. He wasn't really much of it. I think it's one of the reasons why he got mad at Andy Reid 
Um, and then the other thing that stands out is that Mahomes is the leading rusher. You know, and he's the one buying himself time with his feet, thinking with his, you know, just making plays. He just is such a great improviser. When things break down, he's always got his eyes downfield. But the other thing was, is I think that the Niners, uh, you know, losing Greenlaw, that was huge. You know, that was a fluke, too. Like, he jumped up from the sidelines there and tore his Achilles, and that was it. So now you got your second-team guy playing, you know, probably the most important reps he'll ever play in his life. And, you know, that puts more pressure on Warner to be, you know, the spy on Patrick Mahomes, and Mahomes exploited that. You know, he's uh, you know, he's really good at taking what people give him and then just making, you know, <laughs> making the best of it. And then last night was – that was fun to watch. You know, I'm not – I. I, I can't cheer for the Chiefs because they're in the division of my favorite team, the Denver Broncos, but I tip my cap off, man. They they played an extraordinary game last night. It was fun to watch. Uh, you, ever, you ever see a guy get hurt bouncing to go onto the field like Greenlaw did? Well, I was, my son and I were laughing, and I was like, dude, like if you're playing, just relax, man. Like You're getting shot. Like, there's no <laughs> point in jumping around on the sidelines. It doesn't mean anything over there. Just you know, save it for the field. And we both laughed. But I just, my heart goes out to Greenlaw because, you know, you work your whole life, and then, boom, you're always forever known as the guy that blew his Achilles out running out onto the field. You know, that's not, <laughs> that's not a great way to go out. So hopefully he gets another shot at it. Jed, you know I always love talking to you. You're so great with your time and your insight into the game. And uh, let people—I don't know—it's off season. Are you doing any coaching or camps or uh, what's going on with your life? Yeah, you know I'm coaching my boys. I've got two sons, age uh, 14 and 11. My 14-year-old is going up to high school. He's going to play for Salisbury Comp, and he's uh, he's going to you know do it the hard way, come up and play junior there. So I might help them out on the high school team if they'll have me. And I'm still coaching with the Sherwood Park Rams. My 11-year-old's going to come up and uh, be a three-year Ram. So he's going to play a little bit uh, a year early and, uh, you know, be an understudy to some of those older kids and learn the uh, the culture. And, you know, so it's, just, it's a great time to, to be alive and have kids that age. And, you know, it, it, it goes by so quickly. So I'm just trying to soak it all in. Jed, I really appreciate it. I know we're going to talk again soon. Thank you so much for coming on, man. And I hope to see you soon as well. Maybe I'll see you at an Oilers game here in the next couple of weeks. Oh, I count on it. Thank you very much for having me on. I'll uh, come back anytime you'll have me. Right on. That is Jed Roberts checking in, former linebacker and defensive end with the double E. Pretty good on special teams, too, which is why he likes talking about that and a 1993 Great Cup champion. So I liked how he uh, broke down some of the plays in that game. Turned out to be a, an amazing football game. I think that uh, of all the predictions we posted from uh, 6.30 Chet folks and uh, John Shannon jumped in there as well. I believe Rob Brown was the closest. Kellen, uh, I don't think we had a listener nail it. No, I don't think so either. So I could, I think most of the picks were Kansas City. So, uh, hey, we just lost all those anyway. So no, no big deal about that. Hey, you can get in touch tonight, 780-496-0063. That's the hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. You can email the show, insidesports at 630ched.com. A fan favorite coming back into the lineup for the Oilers tomorrow. We'll tell you what's going on. Inside Sports on Chet. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. All right, appreciate you tuning in tonight. Rangers up 1-0. 
against Calgary. Third period, 5.36 left in the third. Rangers are on a power play. Just 20 seconds left in that man advantage. Both teams coming into this game having won four straight. 780-496-0063. Kellen, hit me with a couple. Mm-hmm. A couple of text messages on the big game yesterday. Glenn texts in and says, did it seem like this, the chief center had a bad dream about snapping one over Mahomes for a turnover to lose a Super Bowl? Snapped him low all game. He says he's been a Chiefs fan since 2000. They were the worst. These days are great. Let's hope the Oilers can replicate their championship ways. That's from Glenn. Uh, yeah, that's a good point about the snaps. There were some low ones, and I remember thinking that in overtime. Man, oh, man, they're not going to lose this one on a on a bad snap. They had that one that um, – did they lose the yards on one or Mahomes had to scramble and, and, and pick it up for sure, but there were some low snaps. Yeah, I mean, if you're a Chiefs fan for the uh, NFL, you uh, you're feeling pretty good right now. Then they also – I know Glenn says, I'm just trying to double-check their record. They, they, sure, they had some bad teams. Do they not have two or three 13-3 seasons in which they didn't win a playoff game? I know I'm bringing up some bad uh, memories now. Kellen, well, give me the next one here while I'm looking up, checking that. Yeah, sure. Uh, you guys uh, might, might have or did hit on it with uh, with uh, Jed Roberts there uh, earlier, but uh, Rob just texted in and says, thoughts on the NFL overtime format. It seemed very similar to the CFL overtime format. Um, yeah, well, the, the, the CFL is more of a shootout, right? Now... What the NFL has done in overtime is that each team gets a possession. And in the CFL and the NCAA and U Sports, it's one team goes from the 35 in the CFL. I can't remember the yard line in NCAA. And then the other team goes from the 35. And then you have to go for two after a touchdown in the CFL. The NFL still incorporates kickoffs and punting in overtime. But now both teams get the ball in playoff overtime, which I think is better. And I think it adds to more interesting decisions. You could say that there's still an advantage to winning the coin toss. Because if both teams would have kicked a field goal, then San Francisco would have got the ball and they could have won with any sort of points. But, you know, maybe the Chiefs, if they're the Chiefs would have tried to win. Maybe they would have gone for it on fourth down if they're inside the five like they were. And I think it leads to some interesting decisions hypothetically, let's say San Francisco gets the ball first, they score a touchdown, they kick a convert, they're up seven. The Chiefs drive down the field and score a touchdown. If you kick this extra point, then San Francisco is going to get the ball and all they need is a field goal to win. Maybe the Chiefs go for like. Do you imagine that, Kellen? A two-point convert to decide the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the Chiefs, the Chiefs score, they win. The Niners stop them, they win. And I, I, I mean, I would think I, if I were that team with the ball, I'd go for the two-point convert and just say, we got to win it right. now. We can't put the offense back on the field. Our defensive players are worn down, all that kind of stuff. So, I yeah. I don't think they'd be able to comprehend that. I think like every <laughs> the post-game and the water cooler talk the day after would be like, huh, what? Huh? How? Well, the, the coach would know. 1995, the Chiefs went 13-3. and three. Lost in to the Colts. 1997, the Chiefs went 13 and three. Lost to the Broncos. 2003, the Chiefs went 13 and three. Lost to the Colts. So they had three 13-win seasons in what nine years in which they did not win a playoff game. Uh, and now, obviously, doing a lot better. Okay, yeah. Uh, Chris Knobloch. Do we have time for the clip? 
We'll do it after the news. Mm-hmm. About Gagne coming back into the lineup, and Kelly Rudy will break down the Ridley Greg Morgan Riley scenario from Saturday night.